interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air, President Roosevelt has just announced. The attack also was made on all naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. We take you now to Washington. The details are not available. They will be in a few minutes. The White House is now giving out a statement. The attack apparently was made on all naval and on naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. The president's brief statement was read to reporters by Stephen Early, the president's secretary. A Japanese attack upon Pearl Harbor naturally would mean war. Such an attack would naturally bring a counterattack, and hostilities of this kind would naturally mean that the president would ask Congress for a declaration of war. There is no doubt from the temper of Congress that such a declaration would be granted. This morning, Secretary Hull talked with the secretaries of war and of the Navy. Now the two special Japanese envoys, Admiral Nomura and Special Envoy Caruso, are, are at the State Department engaged in conference with Secretary of State Hull. Their appearance at the State Department on this Sunday afternoon emphasizes the gravity of the Far Eastern situation where hostilities now seem to be actually opening over the whole South Pacific. And just now comes the word from the President's office that a second air attack has been reported on Army and Navy bases in Manila. Thus, we have official announcements from the White House that Japanese airplanes have attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii and have now attacked Army and Navy bases in Manila. We return you now to New York and we'll give you later information as it comes along from the White House. Return you now to New York. We interrupt this broadcast and bring you this important bulletin from the United Press. Flash, Washington. The White House announces Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. This is CBS in America calling Honolulu. Go ahead, Honolulu. This is CBS in America calling Honolulu. Go ahead, Honolulu. Please. 
This is John Daly speaking from the CBS Newsroom in New York. Here is the Far East situation as reported to this moment. The Japanese have attacked the American naval base at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, and our defense facilities at Manila, capital of the Philippines. The first disclosure of this news was made by Presidential Secretary Stephen Early by telephone at approximately 2.25 in Washington. I read the text of this historic announcement at a little after 2.30. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor from the air and all naval and military activities on the island of Oahu, the principal American base in the Hawaiian Islands. That was Secretary Early's message. Short while later, he dictated another message. A second air attack has been reported. This one has been made on the Army and Navy bases in Manila. And here's a last-minute Associated Press flash from Honolulu. A naval engagement is in progress off Honolulu with at least one black enemy aircraft carrier in action against the Pearl Harbor defenses. Secretary Early informed all correspondents and then rushed to the White House to be with President Roosevelt. As the announcement was made, the two Japanese envoys, Ambassador Nomura and Special Emissary Kurosu, were at the State Department. Columbia's correspondent in London, Bob Trout, heard the news for the first time from our report from New York. Up to that moment, or very shortly before then, the British capital had not been informed of the Japanese attack on the Hawaiian Islands and on Manila. In view of Prime Minister Churchill's recent pledge that a British declaration of war on Japan would follow almost immediately upon the outbreak of war between Japan and the United States, a British announcement is expected soon. Columbia's correspondent, Ford Wilkins, was put on the air in CBS's regular 2.30 news program on Sunday afternoon from Manila. He was cut off the air suddenly while he was talking about air raid shelters, possibly because of censorship. In communication with Columbia's radio station, KGMB in Honolulu, we heard here in New York that the Pearl Harbor base had been attacked and anti-aircraft fire was heard. A telephone message to the United Press from Fort Schaefer in Hawaii said that 50 planes attacked the island of Oahu. The planes were officially described so far as unidentified in these messages, although later reports that have come in from the press associations definitely identify at least two of these planes as carrying the emblem of the rising sun, the emblem of Japan. Senators and representatives, I have the distinguished honor of presenting the President of the United States. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate and of the House of Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. 
I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense, but always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. I believe that I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. Hostilities exist. There is no blinking at the fact that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph so help us God. I ask that the Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7th, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire. Your commentator is Joe O'Brien. the motion picture record released by the United States Navy of the havoc wrought by the Japs' sneak sky and sea raid on Pearl Harbor, America's mid-Pacific naval bastion. On December 7, 1941, Japan, like its infamous Axis partners, struck first and declared war afterwards. Costly to our Navy was the loss of war vessels, airplanes and equipment, 
But more costly to Japan was the effectiveness of its foul attack in immediately unifying America in its determination to fight and win the war thrust upon it and to win the peace that will follow. The Japs copied their German masters in striking hard at airfields. Hickam Field, northwest of Honolulu, and the Ford Island Naval Plane Base were the first objectives of Japan's treachery. Scores of planes were bruised and battered by the Japs' aerial bombs. Many of these were demolished beyond repair. Direct hits were scored on hangars, and these were badly shattered. Equipment and airplane supplies were reduced to smoldering ruins. Here at the Naval Air Station is grim and positive evidence of Jap treachery. Here, foul blows were struck, while Jap diplomats were talking peace in Washington. America lost three destroyers. Here are seen the United States destroyers Downs and Shaw as they rest on the bottom of Pearl Harbor with decks awash after Jap bombers make direct hits on their decks. First to feel the sting of Japanese steel are the USS Oklahoma and Utah, the latter a 33-year-old target ship. Accurate hits by the enemy bombers make short work of these two naval bulwarks. Now with their keels practically out of water, they lie helpless wrecks and a sad reminder of cowardly strategy. To make possible a surprise attack within Pearl Harbor, the Japs built two-man submarines to enable them to fire sneak blows within waters that are narrow and tortuous. Several of these surprise weapons were blown from the water by direct hits of our naval gunners. Others were beached and captured. While sky and sea fire were still raging, salvage crews inspected our naval craft to estimate what may be saved. Before the din of bursting bombs had been silenced, preparations were underway to salvage these two warships. At low tide, the huge propeller of the Oklahoma, stilled by the enemy, was high above water. It is believed that the small two-man Jap submarines carrying dual torpedo tubes were responsible for these two losses to our Pacific fleet. actual bombing of the mighty USS Arizona by Jap planes. These pictures were made by a fearless cameraman who thought nothing of his personal safety to make possible this record for all posterity. A single lucky hit was responsible for the disaster that befell the Arizona when a Jap bomb falling directly through one of the battleship's funnels exploded in the engine room and set ablaze tons of fuel oil. Dense black smoke billowed to the sky as the massive control tower began to keel over. The Arizona's courageous crew stuck to its guns until the very end. Here was displayed heroism that will live forever in the glorious annals and traditions of the American Navy. The once mighty Arizona now rests on Pearl Harbor's muddy bottom a pitiful relic of its former self, a grim monument to the treachery of Japan. The once mighty dreadnought's armor plate is twisted and torn, but the great battleship's control tower still stands, a defiant beacon that in days to come will cast its shadow upon Nippon's very shores. At Pearl Harbor, at Hickam Field, in the bomb-pocked streets of Honolulu, ever is written history, history with a tragic, treacherous pen. 
history that 130 million Americans will never forget. And in days to come, the Japs, too, will remember Pearl Harbor. Here is a tragic, unforgettable page in the annals of America. Here, the cunning deceit of the Japs will never be forgotten. Here, they hoped to score a knockout before the war began. The Arizona's gun crews, battered and broken, fired to the last. Their guns pointed skyward from whence the enemy appeared. The Japs' sneak blow cost hundreds of military and civilian lives. The treacherous attack cost our Pacific fleet two battleships outright, another capsized, the loss of three destroyers and a mine layer. While bombs were still bursting and flames still pouring from our shattered naval craft, a light United States cruiser valiantly moves out to join the fleet and avenge Pearl Harbor. <laughs> 